So settling back in to the stillness of the sitting meditation. Noticing how things are for you now. Coming back from this last period of relative activity, doing our work meditation or whatever things we have to get done after the meal. And just noticing how it is for you making this transition. Is there a certain sense of energy in the body? Maybe a little agitation or restlessness if we were rushing to the hall. Or just from whatever heightened activity we might have been involved in. Or maybe there's some lethargy, a little bit lower energy, just from that ongoing adjustment to the schedule, the body and mind may be a little fatigued from the effort of adjusting. So we can notice this what kind of energy we bring to the meditation and also what kind of attitude we bring. What's the feeling that comes with sitting down again, taking the seat for the next 45 minutes? Just in a very simple, straightforward way. No need to analyze it. Maybe there's a sense of excitement. Maybe there's a sense of dread. Maybe it's just, things are just calm. So we can get just a very big picture read on what our mood is as we sit. How do we feel about being here? Pleased? or maybe not so pleased. (coughs) And as the meditation progresses, we can check in with ourselves. How is the mind responding? How do we feel about that breath? How do we feel about that discomfort? How do we feel about that thought train? Again, not in an analytical way, not dissecting it, mulling it over, but just getting a quick snapshot. Oh yeah, I don't like that so much. Or, ah, that's really nice. We can become sensitive to that level of our experience. Just taking in, in a very simple way, how we feel about what's happening, what our attitude is. And including that in the 
realm of what we're aware of as we sit. And always having those nice, steady, reliable experiences to come back to when we feel like we've gotten lost, we're not sure what we ought to be doing. There's always the breath there, moving in and out of the body. So we can always touch base with that. There are always the quiet sounds in the room around us. So we can always just open up and be aware of those. And then if something else draws our attention, a stronger experience, a more compelling experience, thoughts, emotions, other sensations in the body, discomfort, then we can let those take our attention And just be with those for as long as they are compelling, for as long as they call the attention, until something else arises.
So do you have any questions about your practice this morning? Yes? Okay, um, I have a problem, which I haven't had this a lot lately, but um, on this retreat I keep falling asleep. And I'm just wondering, aside from like lots more caffeine, what I can do. <laughs> okay, good question. So uh, having a little trouble falling asleep on this retreat. <laughs> if you haven't had it so far, congratulations. <laughs> Anybody else having a little sleepiness? Yeah. So um, sleepiness is a really uh, common uh, experience early on in the retreat and possibly through the whole retreat. You know, we just come from really busy lives, a lot of us. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that a lot of us are just tired when we get here. You know, we have come from a situation where we're not getting enough rest or not enough high-quality rest, and the body just needs a little time to relax and recover. So that may be the case in these early days that you just need to take a little time uh, to to get some good quality sleep. You know, maybe uh, it is necessary to have a nap the first day or two of the retreat. Um, but the question is, when does when is the sleepiness uh, more than just physical tiredness? And that can start to happen too. That the sleepiness is more of a, a retreat from experience. You know, if we're having trouble just being here, showing up, the mind doesn't have the energy to meet it. Then the energy can sink, and we can get sleepy. And that's all perfectly natural too. So there's a couple of different ways to approach sleepiness. So one is just simply to be sleepy. You know, what's the problem really? <laughs> You know, sleepiness is an experience that we all have. Uh, you know, many, many of us have it very frequently. So we have a chance now to see what it feels like to be sleepy, which we don't, you know, often have in the course of our busy lives. Often there's something that we've got to get on with doing. You know, we've got to get on to the, to the next thing and do we, what we've got to do and just kind of push through it. But here we have a chance to just kind of sit and feel it. You know, what does it feel like in the body when it's sleepy? You know, what's the energy like? What's the quality just of the physical system? Maybe a certain heaviness, certain warmth, softness, you know, whatever it might be. Um, there's also a certain quality to the mind, you know, maybe a sense of floating, a little dreaminess. The thoughts start to get a little bit of a dreamy, surreal quality to them. So those are all things that we can notice. Sleepiness is actually a mental state that has a particular texture to it, has a particular taste. So we can see if we can just touch in with that a little bit and get a sense of what that feels like. Now, ultimately, in the course of our practice, um, we, we are going to become familiar with everything that's possible for us, everything that happens within the range of human experience. So, you know, if sleepiness is here, then this is our chance. <laughs> this is our invitation to investigate it, to explore it a little bit. Keeping in mind that that's not going to be an experience of, like, really deep, penetrating clarity. You know, when sleepiness is there, then the quality of awareness is colored by that sleepiness. But it's, it's not necessary to have like really continuous, clear awareness of sleepiness to get a sense for what it feels like. We can just grab a moment here or there. So uh, kind of lowering the bar on our expectations is really helpful with sleepiness. Can we just catch a moment of like, oh, what does the body feel like right now in the midst of the sleepiness? What is the mind doing? So just to gather, again, to gather as much data as we can about what does sleepiness feel like is really helpful to know. That's really uh, transferable knowledge for when we have to go back into the world and perform at those times when we don't have you know, as much energy as we'd like to, when we are a little sleepy. The more we understand sleepiness, how it feels, how it acts on our system, the better we're going to be able to work within it at those times when we have to. 
So that's the first option, is just to be mindful of it. Uh, second option is to try to uh, bring a little bit more energy into the system. So one thing that uh, I'm a big fan of is just standing up. You know, this is a very simple thing. Um, but just simply standing up, giving the body a little bit more work to do, uh, giving it a little bit more of a, of a physical challenge can help to bring the energy to meet that. Um, it has on occasion uh, been the case that uh, a yogi might fall asleep in the sit sitting down and sitting meditation. And in fact, I might have been one of those yogis at some point. <laughs> it does occasionally happen in here that we hear a little snoring, you know. We kind of drift off that, that far end of sleepiness and the snoring starts. Um, but it's really difficult to fall asleep standing up. I've heard that it's possible <laughs> now and then, but it's really difficult. So um, with the standing meditation, we do it exactly the same way as the sitting meditation, just in the standing position. So at any time in here, it's perfectly fine. You know, everybody will understand what's going on to just kind of quietly stand up in our place, to stand on our zafu or in front of our uh, chair, zabuton, stand on the cushion or, or in front on the floor, whatever is, feels more stable for you. And just let the knees be relaxed, so bend them a little bit, don't lock the knees. Let the feet be a little bit apart, let the hands just rest where they're comfortable, by the sides or in front or behind the body. Close the eyes if that feels comfortable, or keep them open if you need to for balance. And again, just feel the body, feel the breath. Notice the thoughts going through the mind. Notice how we feel about all of that. It's exactly the same process. And this is also a really helpful practice uh, that's very transferable to real life. It's a lot of times in real life when we're just standing around. So if we've got some practice with being aware, being present in a standing position, that's also really uh, helpful, really useful skill. There are other things that are kind of traditionally recommended, like just simply opening the eyes, letting a little bit of light in. Or you can look over towards the, where the window is and just get a little light into the retinas can just stimulate the mind a little bit, stimulate the body a little bit. Um, you can rub a little bit your hands. The Buddha recommended pulling on your earlobes. <laughs> so these are things that, that you can do if you feel like you just need to get a little more circulation going. And again, you know, just to do those kind of quietly and mindfully is perfectly fine. People will understand what's going on. So things like that um, we can do to just bring a little more energy into the system if we feel like it's just really not workable, like we just really can't be with the sleepiness, then we can try to arouse a little bit more energy. So there's a lot more that could be said about sleepiness, and we can talk more about this in the uh, interview groups because it is kind of a prevalent uh, issue in these early days of the retreat. Is that helpful a little bit? Yeah, thanks for asking that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you have a particular question around that, or? Um, well, I know what you need to do just to watch it, but is there anything else? That... So, commenting on um, impatience, or what sounds like might actually be a little bit of restlessness, which is the the flip side of energetic imbalances. You know, so some of us. Uh, veer more towards the lethargic side, kind of in these early days of the treat. Some of us veer more towards the, the jumpy, ants-in-the-pants, agitated side, um, or we may flip-flop between both of those. So on the other end of the spectrum, we have restlessness, impatience, agitation, all those types of experiences. And you know, at times it can feel like um, we just can't stay on the cushion another second. We just want to jump up and you know, get out of here. Can't wait for that bell to ring. It can't be over soon enough. 
And, you know, just as you're saying, this is just a mental state, so we can notice it for what it is, restlessness, impatience, whatever uh, label seems appropriate for what you're feeling. And again, it's the same as with sleepiness. You know, restlessness is not going to kill us. It's a, um, a mental state and experience, again, that we all have in the course of ordinary life, being impatient to get on to the next thing. Things aren't moving fast enough. We've got so much to do. We're rushing. So again, to the extent that we can really get familiar with the feeling of that here, you know, in the lab on retreat, where there's not the next thing that we have to get to. You know, there's nothing really that you've got to get to here. <laughs> you don't even really have to go to the meals, you know. You're free to, to, to sit here and explore restlessness for as long as it takes. <laughs> so just to feel that, you know, it's a really uncomfortable energy. You know, for some of us, sleepiness is really uncomfortable. For some of us, restlessness is really uncomfortable that feeling of agitation and the ants in the pants and the energy running through the body. But, you know, we can, we can be with that too. We can take that in. How does it feel in the body? What does the mind do with that? How does, what's the sense of uh, the rushing in the mind, the, the, um, maybe a lot of thoughts coming through the mind, maybe a lot of uh, aversion to the experience, whatever it might be. So we can just take all that in and notice how we're experiencing it. Yeah. I actually feel rushed. Yeah. Well, I give you permission to slow down as much as you want. You know that that's really what it's about being here. You know, we bring that sense of rushing with us. But I mean, there's certain things here that you've got to do. You've got to be here for this instruction session. You've got to get to your interviews. Um, it's good to make it to the Dharma talk. But you know, other than that, you need to do your your uh, work meditation. But you know, besides for this, just these few things through the day, you know, your your only job here really is to be aware, to be with yourselves, to to be as as fully present in this moment as possible. So you know, if you want to keep sitting after the sitting's over, if that feels like what's more appropriate, or you want to do longer walking, if it feels like that's more supportive of being present, um, you know, whatever it takes to just settle into this present moment and arrive here, and but but also to remember to be, to notice that sense of rushing. Because the rushing isn't really out there, it's really in here. That we, we create the rush, we are the rush. So just to, to, to experience that, what does that feel like? It's, a, it's such a, a ubiquitous part of so many of our lives. And, and that, again, that will come more as the days go on. There'll, there'll be a sense of greater, greater space, greater ease within which to kind of check in with all these things. So uh, you don't need to be in a rush <laughs> to get it all right now. Again, just to... Um, it's really helpful to lower the bar of our expectations and just you know grab a few moments here and there when we can really get a sense of that ugh, the agitation in the body or ugh, you know the rushing in the mind and just get those few moments when we gather data points about what's going on. Okay, one more. Yeah. Well, here's the secret about what we're doing here, is that it doesn't matter one single bit what you're paying attention to. It makes no difference whatsoever. Any experience is just as good as any other one. 
what the only thing that's important is that we're paying attention. So if you're present, you're noticing, thinking, thinking, you're really noticing the thinking and not you know, jumping on that train and going to Wichita or wherever it heads, um, perfectly fine you know, if that keeps you anchored here. The times to come back to the breath or the sounds in the room are when we kind of get lost in it all. You know, we jump on one of those thought trains and then we wake up and we don't know where we are. So those times come, kind of coming back to something simple like the breath or like sounds in the room can be really helpful to just reestablish us in awareness. But really, it's, it's the awareness that matters. What we're aware of doesn't really matter. Is that helpful at all? I'd like to say yes, but just maybe. Okay, well, what, what, what else uh, comes up around that? It's also fine to just completely stay with the breath. You know, if, if you're sitting here and like, what do I do? I don't know. Just feel the breath. That's perfectly fine, too. The Buddha said that... Uh, if we just sit and feel the breath and do nothing else, that that eventually will lead us to complete enlightenment. So, you know, again, one thing is as good as the next. So whatever is most helpful, whatever is most useful to, to keep you grounded here in the present moment. And for most of us, that changes. You know, at times when we're really sleepy, it might be, you know, a certain kind of experience that helps us to be most present with that, a certain aspect of the sleepiness that we can most connect with. At times when we're restless, it might be something else that's the easiest to tune into, maybe opening up to the sounds in the room and just giving ourselves a really big container and at other times something else. So um, part of uh, kind of this process is learning the art of meditation, becoming sensitive to our own systems and, and being able to find and tune into those aspects of experience that help us to be most present. And again, that's something that just comes with practice. That's one of the things that we're practicing here is kind of that, that skill and that art just of the, the meditative process itself. So that will come with time. Okay, so I have just a couple of things to mention here before we continue with the morning. So today is the first day of kind of the full-on retreat schedule. So we wanted to just mention that this afternoon at the 345 sitting, we're going to start the instructions for the metta meditation, the guided loving-kindness meditation. And we're going to be offering that every day in the afternoon, and it's a really um, valuable and helpful support for the meditation. Uh, it's, a, it's a traditional counterbalance to the, to the awareness or mindfulness practice. Help, it gives us a chance to soften the heart, to open the heart, so that we can uh, do this very difficult and demanding work here. Today also we're starting uh, the interviews, and everyone should ha- be scheduled for an interview either today or tomorrow. If you don't show up on the list either today or tomorrow, then let somebody in the office know because you've fallen out of our system. And please do check the board this morning because some of the interviews start right after uh, the sitting at 9.15. So please do check if you haven't already to uh, see if you're in this uh, first round that's coming up. Uh, Today and tomorrow, we're going to be offering the interviews in small groups, which is a traditional format, um, just simply because... The experiences that we all have in these first couple of days are very uh, tend to be very similar. You know, a lot most of us are going through, for the most part, very similar kinds of challenges, different things that are coming up. Uh, so it's just really nice to get a chance to hear that everybody's going through the same thing, and also to get the benefit of hearing other people's dharma discussions with the teachers and and hearing what their responses are. We can often get a lot of useful information from other people's questions, just as we do here in the hall. After the groups, then we're going to have um, uh, two more rounds of interviews that will be individual interviews. 
So basically each of you will get three interviews, one group and two individual, and you'll get to see each of us one time. So there's no significance to whose interview group you're in today. It's just kind of the luck of the draw. And please do come uh, to the interviews. Um, they're a really important and integral part of the process here. It's really important um, for you to have a chance to check in with us one-on-one -on -one, and for us to have a chance to check in with you also. It's uh, um, just traditionally and throughout history, uh, this, this con contact one-on-one -on -one, uh, has been, uh, as I said last night, the way that the Dharma is really transmitted. So, we, so please do come to your groups or uh, we may come looking for you. <laughs> And just finally, we wanted, uh, again, to say thank you for uh, being prompt to these couple of things that you do need to make it to for uh, the instructions and for the sittings here in the hall. Um, we know that some of you have yogi jobs that you're coming from before the sittings, and it can take a just a, a little time to work out the, the timing of those so that you can get here to the hall on time. But we uh, are confident that you'll be able to uh, get those little details hammered out here in short order. And if you are scheduled for an interview during a sitting period, um, don't come to that sitting here in the hall. So in other words, we don't want people getting up from the hall and leaving to go to an interview in the middle of a sitting period or coming back into the hall in the middle of a sitting period. If you have an interview scheduled during a sitting period, then uh, please find someplace else to sit or walk before and after the interview. And I think that's it. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.